0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend, along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew. I'm, of course, Wierma Mamo. What's up, Mac? How you doing on a special Friday night episode?
0: Hey, man. How's it going? Glad to be on this Friday night special.
1: Cool, man. Glad to have you. Uh, today's show, you know, we're going to uh, talk about the MLB draft that went down um this week and uh you know also talk about the you know the um the week in wrestling with NXT following their um Pay-Per-View event in your house on Sunday um talk about what what happened on Monday night Raw and and SmackDown and of course our thoughts about WWE firing Paul Heyman as the lead executive of Raw. And uh, you know, as usual, we're gonna preview the um you know, the pay per view event, the backlash pay per view event. Oh give, yeah. Give you our thoughts on what we think's gonna go down this Sunday. And will it be the greatest pay per view event ever? With the greatest pay per view match of all time, according to WWE. We shall see so, about that. We'll, we'll give you our thoughts on that as well. But, um, you know, we'll also talk about, you know, a little bit of the NBA. You know, they're trying to bring the season back. Uh, and and MLB is trying to bring the – it's about – it's trying to start their season off too. But most importantly, you know, we want to hear from you. Uh, the number is five six three nine nine nine. Three five two nine that is five six three nine 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 three five two nine so feel free to talk about any of these topics and more again, we'd love to you know we'd love you to make your voices heard, but with that said let's um yeah, let's um lead off with the uh, MLB draft that uh went down this week. I think it started on Wednesday, if I'm going right? And um, I think it concluded on Thursday. But, um, yeah, you know, Mets made some some, you know, encouraging um, drafting. One of them, they, they drafted uh, Pete Crow Armstrong. This guy, he's uh, like a, a great defensive leadoff hitter. Type guy. Um, Pete Alonzo also called him to congratulate him. You know, passing the torch of what um, um, what David Wright did for him when he got drafted a few years ago. I think in 2016, if I'm not right. right? Mm,
0: that's very nice.
1: But you know, he's passing the torch from one one Pete to another. You know, he called and you know gave him some encouraging words. Who knows? Those two guys could be playing together, you know. Yeah. Maybe by twenty twenty three, you know. You know, if everything breaks right. Um, another person they drafted um, was um, I'm trying to, i trying think. His name was J T. Jin.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm I looking think... at the draft board here. Mets, you guys had a lot of the draft picks.
1: Yeah, I think he's. A, I think he was a. I think he was a pitcher. Uh, he he was like um, the guy they drafted last year. I can't what his name. I don't know why his name escapes me. But he was like a guy that oh uh, Matt Matt Allen Matthew Allen. He, he both this guy J T Jin like Matt Allen um, last year. These guys were first round picks, but because of monetary reasons, I guess other teams were were afraid to to go after those guys or anything, they can sign them, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be out of the budget. Those guys fell out of, you know, fell out of, um, you know, out of people's price range and they fell apparently got to steal with this JT Jen guy. Um, so he should, you know, he should prove well, you know, like I guess a number one, number two starter. Yeah. I do. Um, let's see. And uh, what was I gonna say? I think I think the other guy they drafted was what was his name? Isaiah okay, is Isaiah Green, I think his name was. And he's supposed to be this um great defense, like like um like Crow um Crow Armstrong, he's supposed to be a great defensive guy, but um Green is supposedly he has a lot of power potential and you know the Mets. Lord knows the Mets need power. Need some power. I mean, what Pete Alonso did was an anomaly. I mean, not that mm-hmm. he's an, not that he's he's an anomaly. He's not going to produce power numbers. But historically, Mets don't really have homegrown Met, uh power guys. You know, with the exception, exception of you know Darryl Strawberry. You know, I mean, even David Wright, he was, you know, he was a. You know, a 20, 20 home run guy, 20, 25 home run guy, you know, probably eclipsed the 30 home run plateau maybe once or t- maybe two or three times in his career. But he was more of a doubles power guy. But, yeah, for the most part, you know, Mets Mets, guys aren't, Mets aren't known for, for power hitters. Obviously, they had Piazza, but, you know, he's not a homegrown guy. He was from the Dodgers, originally drafted. Um, but – yeah, this guy has potential. And then, of course, Peter Alonzo, man, not only is he the best rookie power hitter we had, he's the best power hitter, period. Because no one ever hit more than 40, what was it, forty, forty-one 41 home runs in a season until the question he did. now, it.
0: is if he can repeat?
1: Um, Do I think he'll, I think he'll, well, I mean, obviously he can't do it this year. He can't hit 50 something home runs this year with this this shortened season, which all accounts are going to do it, but it's going to be, whether or not it's going to be a 50-game season or 72-game season or 114-game season, I mean, we don't know. But Peter Alonso, yeah, I think he's, you know, he's definitely a 40-home run type dude. I mean, I can't expect him to hit 50-something, 53 home runs every single year, I mean, or hit 60. I mean, that's too much pressure, but... What I did like what he said um, a few months ago is that, you know, he wants to be a complete player. He wants to improve on his defense. He wants to win a gold glove to rub in people's faces who think he can't play defense, which he proved that he was a decent uh, defender. You know, he really worked hard at it. So he wants to get a gold glove. He wants to win the World Series with the Mets, which obviously it's a tough task to do. You know, Mets have only done it twice. But each time they do it, you know, you know, they're in the history books, you know. The, the hmm. all-time you gotta be all-time great, you know Mets team to win the championship because you know it's not easy to win a championship, period. Right. But you know he, you know he really wa- he really wants to do it, man, and he wants to get drunk at the parade. And hey, I hope he does it, you know. But um, you know we'll see, we'll see what happens, man, because man, to- two thousand fifteen, man, it was only five years ago, but it seemed like. It was 15 years ago, man. It, it was so long ago. And then, yeah. of course, you know, prior to that was the 2000 World Series. And, you know, it it had a bad ending. I don't remember what team the the, the Mets faced that year. But, you know, those those, those statistics aren't really important. You know, <laughs> Said about Derek Jeter saying that, you know, had they lost, you know, he would have moved out of New York, you know. That's how, that's how much he thought the Mets was a good team. But had they lost, he would have left New York. This is from his mouth, not mine's.
0: <laughs>
1: but you know, it is what it is, man. What can you say? Every time Mets lose the World Series, you know, with the sec- with the exception of the the um the Royals, you know, they they lose to a dynasty team. You know, the seventy seventy three A's. You know, they won the World Series seventy two to seventy four, and then of course the Yankees from ninety six ninety eight to two thousand. So, you know, what can I say? You know, I just got to pop my collar. You know, as a two-time world champion, you know, hope the Mets can turn it around. And it's then... Sooner than later. Hopefully. So and then another another thing Mets news is that um now there's new owners who are jumping into the mix, you know, along with this rumor, A-Rod and J-Lo rumor. But this one looks like this is, um, really serious. Um these these guys they, they own um, I think their name is Blitzon and Harris. I am gonna have to check to see what their name are. What's, yeah, what's their names? I think Blitzon and Harris or something. Basically they're like law. Yeah <laughs> they do. They sound they own they own the the Seventy the Sixers and the Devils, but I'm gonna try to look for their names uh quickly. Okay. Um, but yeah, those and I think they they owned or they they might still own the AAA Yankee team. Really? Wow. No. Yeah, you know the uh, the Trenton what are they? Trenton Rail Splitters I think whatever, whatever you boys are called. Um, but yeah, they you know they're they own the 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 um the Devils in hockey and and the um Seventy but let me look, let me look to see their names uh, so I could, uh, you know, give you guys the the actual name. See, wait. I think I just started now. Come on. Oh yeah, here it is. Oh crap! Now I moved out the way. Um, Josh Harris. And David Blitzer. Yeah, those are the... So two they're
0: inve- they're going to be big investors.
1: Yeah, but Pond didn't um, announce the update. He just said that there's like four or five suitors who are interested in buying the team. Interesting. So, hey, I don't know who's going to be the next owner of the Mets. No, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. But they... You know, whoever they traded to, I just hope that they're either huge Mets fans or they're really competitive people who really want to put a winner on the team, on the field, you know, and willing to spend the money and make, you know, make the Mets, you know, bring the Mets back to their rightful place, you know. The city is jumping when the Mets are doing good. You know what I mean? Like in New York, in the city of New York, if the Mets and the Knicks are doing good, you know. People, the the city is alive. You know, they're like because it's a, you know, the Mets, man. When they're shot, it's a rarity. You know that they're they're good. So when they're good, you know, people jump on the Mets bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? And then of course, you know, you always have the diehard Mets fans who are always there from day one. But once Mets do good, you know the city's jumping because of course, you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time the Yankees are good. So you know there's but there's a buzz in the city. And then when you got the Knicks. I mean, come on, the 90s, the 90s Knicks, man, like, the Knicks, I mean, that that last dance, you know, even though they, they had, like, only one episode, you know, really focused on the Knicks, you know, the Knicks, man, every, you, if you go into that last dance, the Knicks are in it, I mean, they're, they're on the losing end,
0: <laughs> yeah. but
1: the Knicks are yeah. always featured, you know, that 90s Knicks team, man, they made history, man, they, you know they 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 officially defeated the um they knocked out the bad boys. It was like in ninety, it was it like ninety three or ninety four? Like they they basically eliminated them after you know the 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 Jordan Bulls ended their championship, their chances of winning a championship – you know, three championships in what was it ninety one on their way to their first championship. But that Knicks team, man, they you know the Knicks they, they you know they were tough. You know when you went to the Garden. You know, all the other teams knew that they they were in for a war. You know, nowadays when the Knicks, you know, since 2001, with the exception of what was it, 2013, I think, when they, when we had uh, Jason Kidd and Tyson Chandler, and those guys. Yeah, 2000, you know, yeah, 2013. With that exception, that's the, literally the only year that when you come to the to the Garden, you don't just come to see the Kobe. Or, or you know, um, LeBron James score like 50 points on the Knicks. You know, you you come you come to root for the Knicks. You know, you don't come to see. Oh my God, we're celebrities sitting in the front row. Oh my goodness. You know, you actually care what's going on in the game, and you don't chant MVP for someone who's destroying the Knicks. You know, you're actually rooting for the Knicks. You're chanting defense. You know, you. That's how the the Garden was jumping. It's sad, man. Like, kids nowadays, they have no idea. Unless they watched this last dance and paid attention to the Knicks part. They're not going to know the Knicks, you know, used to be a fierce, you know, a fierce, you know, organization, one of the crown jewels of the NBA.
0: Yeah, they have to go they back actually, to the tapes and look at that.
1: Exactly. Literally tapes. You got to go back to the tapes, the VHS tapes. <laughs> and they on DVDs. You know what I'm saying? And you know Things on new DVDs or
0: YouTube,
1: on it. Yeah, but yeah, you gonna have to fish for that on YouTube or YouTube or DVDs to to find old school stuff. But nowadays, man, you see when you think of the Knicks, man, you just think of them not playing defense, signing horrible players. But you know, I tell you what, the, the people that they're hiring nowadays, you know, I, I think. You know, I think the Knicks have a they have a chance, you know, to turn it around. You know what I'm saying? They, they, uh,
0: yeah. They, I mean, you yeah, you uh sent me an article, or I might have sent it to you. I don't even remember, but the Knicks are thinking about trading away. Um, what's the play they're thinking about trading away again? Um,
1: which one, Mitchell Robinson or um? Oh no, no, Julius Randle.
0: Julius Randle now. I'm now – a lot of Knicks fans want to trade him. I'm one of the Knicks fans that actually want to keep him. Reason being is because if you trade him, who is going to give you that low-pulse presence? We don't have a low post guy who could operate in a low-pulse like he does. And he's a guy that can average 20 and 10. Who are you going to trade for to give you those numbers? I know they're talking about trading for towns. That's not going to happen. That's never
1: going to happen. That's not going to happen. And we did not rehearse this. We, we, we yeah. both said that's not going to happen at the same exact time.
0: No, it's not it going to happen. So it you might as well – he only has two more years left. You might as well just eat the contract and see how he does for these next two years. I mean
1: – That's
0: true. Just eat the contract, see how the how he – and he might actually turn out to be a good player next year. I mean, this was his first year. I mean, even going back to, like – Nick players in their first years, they weren't really good. Look at Larry Johnson when he first came to the Knicks.
1: Mm-hmm. He didn't have
0: a great first season. You know, there's a lot of guys I could go back and tell you that they didn't have a first grade. Allen Houston, he didn't mm-hmm. have a first grade season in New York. You right. know, so give this guy a sec, see how he does well in the second season, and then you can talk about getting rid of him, but, you know, so this was still his first season, and he still put up decent numbers. 19 19- points and what, um, eight or nine rebounds, whatever, Mm -hmm. but he does commit to turn, he does turn over the ball a lot. That's my
1: big big complaint with him, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah,
0: of course. Of course, I mean, he needs to fix that, but I mean, he has talent, Mm -hmm. and if you put him on any other team, I mean, he can help a championship team, so. Yeah.
1: I agree with that. Uh, On the championship team, he would be the third or fourth best option on your team.
0: Yeah. Imagine him going to the Nets. You, Knicks, mm-hmm. We we'll kick ourselves in the foot if he goes to
1: the Nets, mm-hmm. or to the Lakers. You treat him to the Lakers. I mean, he that's another weapon for them. Yeah,
0: I think he's. I think he was. He, I think he was drafted he, by the Lakers. Was he? Yeah, he. Like used to,
1: yeah, he. He. He was a teammate of of Colby, uh, and after Colby passed away earlier this year, he he said that he idolized them. Yeah, you know. So I really that 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 depth, you know. Obviously, took hit him harder than, you know, you know us, you know, people who, you know, who, who watch the game and appreciate what Kobe did for the game of basketball. But yeah, it took it to a whole other level because that was his idol and that was his teammate. So yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I was on the fence of, you know, getting rid of that contract because this dude is making twenty two million dollars contract, but. Dengue, you don't want to trade this guy and get nothing back because history shows when you try to trade people with the Knicks, you get a worse contract or contracts back. So, yeah. you know, I, I I mean I have faith in Leon Rose, even though he's a rookie rookie um, GM, but the people he's hiring around himself are are you know have you know have history, you know, doing well. Um,
0: yeah.
1: You know, it's kind of similar to Brody Van Wagenen with the Mets. You know, they're both rookie GMs, but they're the smart thing that they're doing is that they're hiring people who have success with other organizations, and you know, they're they're you know they they're they're, add, they're adding to the front office. So, you know, hopefully that can lead to a championship for both franchises because Lord knows they need it, and I need it as a fan of both of those teams. So we all need it. <laughs> yes, we definitely do. Cause it's it's embarrassing, man. You're a New York team. Come on, man. You gotta you gotta spend the money. So yeah, for real. It is what it is, man. Come on, let's do this. But um, yeah, shifting gears. Um, with you know um, uh, to the WWE. And the big news that came out this this week in WWE. Actually, it came out. I think t- earlier today, if my memory said, if, if my memory serves me right, they fired um, uh, Paul Heyman, you know, as, as the 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 law executive. You know, obviously he's still gonna be a quote unquote in ring performer. I think they mean to say an in ring talent because obviously he doesn't perform in the ring. You know, he's a, he's you know he's just an advocate of, you know. Of uh, Brock Lesnar, I mean, obviously he's arguably the greatest, or one of the greatest managers of all time. But oh yeah, no question. But it, but it's it's insane that they got rid of him because, in my most humble opinion, I thought he was doing a great job. Because the biggest problem with with Raw and WWE is that they just keep re- regurgitating the same. People over and over and over and over again, like, and yeah, I'm that's what that's what he was doing. He was legit doing that. You know, you 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 see Aleister Black being promoted. Bobby Lashley has a title match right now. Yeah, you know, a, a, you know, which we're gonna get into in a, you know, in a few minutes. You know, he has an opportunity, his first title opportunity in thirteen years. You know. M V P is being utilized. Obviously, you know, M V P has, you know, tasted many claymores in his return, but it's a great it's great to see M V P being utilized like that. As a manager slash, you know, active wrestler after you know, a few months ago he said that he retired but, you know, he and he was gonna be you know, he was gonna be a producer but now he's solely, you know, Focus on being an in-ring performer and a manager. So WWE, to me, the future was bright with WWE. I think Vince McMahon jumped the gun here, you know, because of the ratings were going down. Obviously, because of the, you know, the coronavirus, you know, there are fans in the, the audience. You know, they recently, you know, got some in-ring performance to, to, to you know, cosplay as the audience members which, you know, we've been saying that for the longest time. I mean, AEW was ahead of the curve with that one, you know, and WWE actually did that. I I really, you know, it was really promising, you know, seeing, you know, the people that Vince McMahon gave up were were being utilized, like Cedric Alexander, um, Apollo Crews, Ricochet. You know, they were using those people. Uh, Drew McIntyre finally got his title opportunity. Fulfilled his his chosen one um, tag that he had uh, many many moons ago, you know when he started, and um, yeah, I, I mean I I just think it was a really bad move getting rid of him because Paul Heyman's biggest strength, other than his mic skills, is that he he elevates talent. That's what that's what he did with ECW. He he knows the talent's strength, and weaknesses, and he accentuates the talent's individual strengths, and that's how you make a stars. But, yeah. I mean, it's a bad move, man. WWE is going gonna, is gonna to regret that, that, that decision. What's yeah, your thoughts?
0: I don't know if this is more of a ratings thing or if this is more of a um, financial thing. Uh, I mean, it could be financial. I don't know how much you are paying Heyman, um, but, you know, maybe it was just to co- cut cost. You know, maybe it's just ke- cheaper to, you know, have Pritchard run both SmackDown and Raw than uh, pay Heyman to run both. You know, I don't know. I'm just, uh, I'm right now, you know, I'm just thinking out loud.
1: Speculating.
0: But, uh-huh. He's speculating, but, you know. I think it was more financial than anything. You know, I mean the ratings. I, I, I haven't looked at the ratings, so I don't know how well SmackDown and Raw are doing. You know, but I, I don't think that was it. I think it, it probably was more financial. You know, and right now, you know, WWE. You saw a couple months ago they let all those, you know, all those uh, talent go. Mm-hmm. You know, because of this COVID nineteen, it's hurt them financially. So This is another financial move. But, yeah, I thought Heyman was doing a pretty good job, you know, in recent months, despite this COVID-19 ruining everything, you know, him developing, uh, you know, certain wrestlers, especially Aleister Black. I mean, this guy, you know, he's he's been a, I don't know, he's he's been a shining star. You know, he came out of nowhere. And if he's, if, if Heyman is behind him, then, you know, they should have definitely kept him, uh, kept kept Heyman as the executive. Uh, what was what is titled executive director?
1: Something like that. Executive, <laughs> maybe executive director of Raw, or something like that. Something like yeah. that.
0: Executive. Yeah. I mean, if Heyman was behind Alistair Black, then you should have definitely kept him because you know Alistair Black is gonna have a title run very soon.
1: Mhm. Um, but you know, I don't
0: know. I, I don't know what they expect out of Pritchard. You know. Um, I don't know much about Pritchard uh, uh, other than him as a wrestler. I don't know what he does behind the scenes, so time will tell how, you know, he develops this roster on both uh both Raw and SmackDown, and how, you know, how these events are going to turn out going forward. You know what storylines we have. You know what type of matches we have. What wrestlers you know he's gonna. Put forward and uh, put forward to lead the company. We'll see. We'll see as uh, we we move forward. Uh, you know, during the year.
1: Yeah the 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 rumor is is that um you know the 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 ratings had something to do with it, and plus he liked how um Bruce Pritchard was running SmackDown after they fired. Eric Bischoff, after Eric Bischoff had four months on the job. And prior to that, um, Bruce Pritchard it was a, a long-time producer for them. So they just recently got him back, you know. So apparently they just want a unified voice of having Bruce Pritchard have, you know, control both shows. Because supposedly right now, SmackDown's rating is slightly better than Raw, but both ratings have been... Uh, you know, really down. You know. Yeah. I think I think maybe SmackDown maybe is a little under two million and raw is like in the one one millionth range or something like that. But yeah, it's um yeah, they basically that you know, the ratings thing is what killed, you know, Paul Heyman's time. And maybe even you know, the you know, his I guess their ideology clashed too because Finsec Man has his own way of, you know, doing doing, you know, his his you know, his stuff, having like, you know, lewd humor with, with vomiting and and farting and you know, pre you know, um immature kind of comedy. Whereas Paul Heyman, I mean, he he's more about, you know, making elevating young talent and not relying on the same veteran guys you know to carry the show without elevating the young guys
0: how many times have uh WWE fired him and Bischoff uh,
1: at seen? least twice <laughs> at least twice you know um, in the you know the the Ruthless Aggression era right you know it is the second time i guess this gives Vince great joy to fire the former you know, leaders of w- WCW and ECW, you know.
0: But, yeah, man. I mean, Aiman is still on, he's still in WWE. Well, yeah. He's not executive of SmackDown anymore. He'll still be managing Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar.
1: Right. But now my, my thinking is, if Bobby Lashley don't win, he's probably, it's probably going to, Lessen his chances of having him fight Brock Lesnar because Paul Heyman, I would assume, would be in favor of having those two fight it out. Mm, yeah, but yeah, we shall see. But um, yeah, I guess let's let's dive into let's dive into um, backlash. Uh, okay, let's see. which is we got? We got for the United States Championship we got Apollo Cruz defending his title against Andrade um for the United States uh, championship um if you remember on Raw Andrade he defeated um um his his um his faction member um Angel Garza and uh, I think Kevin Owens if I remember show me right for you know it's for the number one contendership and for the opportunity as a result Zel- Zelina Vega got hurt, but you know she you know she like she's fine now but um Apollo Cruz was andrade um I could see it happening either way, but I think Apollo's gonna retain because he just won the title like like two weeks ago or so, so I think yeah. Apollo will retain it for that reason. Uh-
0: I agree with you. I think Apollo will
1: retain it as well. Um, then you got Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss and, Nick, and Nikki Cross, of course, versus Iconics, which of course have Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Um, I'm gonna have to think Bailey and Sasha Banks was gonna is gonna retain it. Because if it was just Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross versus Iconics, I think Iconix would have would have um, would have fin- would have won the title again for the second time. But with Bailey and Sasha Banks, you know, being shoehorned into this uh, rivalry, where they they really didn't need the tag team titles right now, to be honest with you, because they were building on the potential Bailey versus Sasha Banks feud. So to me, I don't think they really need the title right now. But um, in any case, I think Bailey versus Sasha Banks, Bailey and Sasha Banks, will retain the Raw. Uh, I mean, rather the WWE Tag Team Women's Belt.
0: I right, I'm gonna go with the Iconics here. You know, crazy as that sounds, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, I still think this Bailey and Sasha Banks thing is gonna happen mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. And, you know, maybe in that Backlash where they start to turn on each other. And, you know, I kind of just find a way to win. And Bailey will probably blame Sasha for something, or Sasha will blame Bailey. You know, that will begin to plant the seeds of, you know, jealousy between the two. And then, you know, that will lead up to SummerSlam going from there.
1: That's a good point.
0: So I'm um, gonna go with the Iconics to win.
1: Yeah, like I said, if 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 Sasha and Billy just win the titles, I would have picked Iconics to win it because that's where they were. Looked like they were leading in, leading into until like last week, where Billy and Sasha Banks out of nowhere, like RKO, you know, just win these titles out of nowhere.
0: well yeah, you could have uh, you could have Sasha and Billy lose at Backlash. To, and Iconics win it, and then they'll probably they'll probably ask for a rematch at the next pay per view, and then that's probably one thing to escalate between them. Mm, that's a good point. I could that definitely see it happening. You know, that's my that's at least the the storyline that I have in my head.
1: Yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening because I like like I was saying I, I I felt like Iconics was gonna win this 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 match if Bailey and, and Sasha banks didn't insert themselves into this this um this feud, but you know i I could see it if 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 um if they lose I definitely could see i kinda capitalizing on it how you say said, said it would happen but yeah i'm I'm gonna stick with Bailey versus Sasha it's, blah Bailey and Sasha banks winning retaining I should say
0: yeah.
1: now this is a match I don't really care about, but you know the build up isn't bad. It's in poor taste, but uh, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about yeah,
0: they're focusing on his uh, oco- uh his alcohol <laughs> Yeah,
1: I uh, yep. I'm talking about Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy, and yeah, I mean this is this is crazy, man. Like you know, a few weeks ago, you know, um, Jeff Hardy was framed for um what was it, going to purposely. Running over or crashing his car into Elias's car or something like that, um, and it appears Seamus framed Jeff Hardy because they said it was a red haired dude who did it. Mm-hmm. But my but my thinking, like I was like I told you earlier today, um, I think it's, it's Sammy Zayn because they said be. it was a, a red head guy. Even though obviously there's a size differential between Seamus and and um, and uh, Sammy Zayn I would assume um, But yeah I don't think I, I think it's Sammy Zayn But in any case Jeff Hardy will win
0: Yeah you I'm know. going with Jeff Hardy also
1: And you know Sheamus is pretty PO'd About um, Jeff Hardy throwing urine on him His urine on him
0: Yeah that was so, disgusting
1: That was really disgusting yeah obviously it's not really Europe yeah, right. yeah yeah, it's probably apple juice, but yeah, in case that was gross anyway, but yeah it was, that was gross, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about this is the what comedy you know events like because you know this is this is how it is in WWE, man they're not trying to attract the fans what the fans want they they only care about the audience of one, and that's McMahon, mm-hmm. so you know this, this is what they want so but in any case I think Jeff Hardy is going to win this this yeah um, I'm
0: going with Jeff Hardy as well
1: and um for the singles match uh you know obviously this is for the women's the Raw Women's Championship um it's Asuka retaining you know defending the title versus Nia Jax and to me this 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 feud is too early to me. I think Nia Jax should have been an opponent that she faces at the earliest SummerSlam or Survivor Series or whenever she's about to drop the title because Nia Jax losing this title, I mean, you know, losing a title defense, um, it's just going to make her look weak. And in Oscar, she just won the title, so she can't lose the title either. So it's basically, they're basically in a similar position with Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Both of these, both, both of these. When you think about both of these matches, all four competitors need to win the title because the 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 champions haven't had the title for a long time. With Asuka, this is her second title reign, not including her NXT title reign, um, and she just got the title, uh, which is the same thing with Drew. And then I, and then you got Nia Jax, who rarely wins the title. And then Bobby Lashley never won the title, but we're getting to that momentarily. So Asuka really needs this title. So she shouldn't be facing Nia Jax, who who should be a monster, who basically should win practically ninety five percent of her title match opportunities because of her 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 um, you know her physical, you know, dominance and appearance. She, you know, she she. That should be like a final boss in a video game.
0: No <laughs> yeah. way.
1: It shouldn't be easy to free her like that. So if this was real life, Nia Jax would have won this. But Asuka, as- 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 uh, you know, Asuka as- uh, should retain. You know, she just won the title. So
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Oscar as well. And, you know, I'm a big Nia Jax fan. I've always been a big fan of hers. You know, um, she's my potato pie or in Haitian <laughs> krill, a guobut well, pata. Uh, <laughs> she, um, as much as I like her, you know, I don't think she's gonna win this one. So I'm gonna go with Oscar.
1: Yeah, I mean, that I mean, yeah, like, I mean, what are they doing, man? They're rushing this feud too much.
0: Yeah, they and, should have. They should have uh, at least hold off until SummerSlam.
1: Mhm. Just like they should have with Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. And speaking mm-hmm. of. The Monster Among Men. He's battling himself in a squash handicap match.
0: Man, it's it, him versus a no contest
1: man. Miz and Morrison, a two on one handicap match for the WWE Universal title. And remember, he lost this, his um his, um his intercontinental title. Um, in a two on one, a three on one handicap match against the aforementioned Sammy Zayn and, and Cesaro and Matt um, Anakamura. So, I mean, this is just a. I mean, they could have come up with better competition for for Strowman. I mean, they should. They probably should have Bobby Lashley for him. Cause,
0: yeah,
1: I mean Miz and Morrison. I mean, this is like last week they had like a whole Punk. Um, you know, punked kind of segment of them doing pranks and practical jokes on him and all this stuff. It's like, come on, this feud should be a serious feud. That's just a, this is just a wasted feud right here. We all know yeah. Braun is gonna win. I mean, it's it's it's, 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 it's come on. Yeah, I, I mean this this match. I mean it's a waste.
0: It's, it's a really- wasted. Uh, it's a wasted match for the Universal Championship yeah you know, of course, Braun Strowman is a good win, but I wish they could have found a better opponent
1: yeah I'm, I'm, i I'm, i would
0: even accept it if they just had Miz fight him yeah the
1: match or Morrison you know yeah. Morrison never, Morrison never had like a title opportunity back I think yeah. i mean i'm I'm talking about going back to before he left like nine years ago. I don't think he really had any title matches i mean obviously. You know, he left, uh, he was in uh, m and and then he, he um, was the ECW champion. I think other than that, I don't think he, he ever had a, a like a, well, heavyweight or double, definitely never had a WWE title ring. So, yeah, yeah it would have made sense for it to, if this was serious, this should have been a like a, a triple threat match, and, and it should have been serious, yeah. you know. Miz and Morrison, like, you know, they're best friends, but hey, you know, you're not gonna stand in my way from winning the title back. If you know, if this is the Miz the Miz perspective. Or John Morrison, you know, being inspired by Drew McIntyre finally winning that title. You know, this is his shot. He he might not get a, a opportunity like this. You know? They they should have made this more serious. I understand mm-hmm. Miz and Morrison, you know, they do com comic stuff and all that all, all that stuff, but this this time they should be more serious. But and in yeah. any case Braun is going to win anyway.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, going back to WWE um, or WWF as it form, uh, as it was formerly called, right, when they right. had just four pay per views, you know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series back in the day, you had time between these pay per views to build up storylines. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could have like a storyline building up for like m- three months. Before right. they actually fought, and that made it so much genuine, you know, and special, yeah. You know, whereas now, like, they start building up these storylines a couple of weeks before the pay per view starts, you know, and it seems so rushed
1: and, and so forced. As soon as they even have the matches before the actual pay per view that you've been hyping up,
0: yeah, right.
1: And then right. afterwards, this is a dream match, once in a lifetime opportunity match, and then the following Raw or SmackDown. They have the rematch already. Instead of waiting for SummerSlam for the rematch, like they used to, they, yeah, let's have a rematch and have a fifty-fifty booking. Okay, yeah. this guy won this time. Well, guess what? The other guy's gonna win the, the, the next day. I mean, yeah. it, it don't make no sense, man. And then, and then, don't get me started on these these matches that get disqual ending disqualification all the time. I mean, just. Like, last year, I think last year, a bunch, they had, like, everything in disqualification the whole time. It was, like, it was so annoying. You can't even enjoy watching the match because you know the match is going to end in disqualification. Yeah. I mean, they've had some a few matches like that this year, but for the most part, man, last year was just basically cation all the time. It was like, oh, my goodness.
0: I know. Like, can we, can, can we get a <laughs> pinfall?
1: <laughs> I know, a submission? Like, come on. And then they turn, and then those matches turn to tag team matches if it if it, if it leads off the show. Mhm. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But yeah, now uh, the match I'm more interested in looking at the whole, out of all of them is uh, Drew McIntyre uh, defending defending his uh, WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley. Who has never won a WWE title? He's won Intercontinental title, he's won the United States title, he's won the ECW title, I think twice, but he has never won the WWE championship, and obviously not the United States Universal title. Um, yeah, I, I would, as much as I'd love to see Bobby Lasky win it, because I think he needs the title more than than Drew McIntyre, you know. I just don't see them putting the title on Bobby Lashley. You know, Bobby Lashley's gonna have to wait for his backlash another time. You know, because, yeah, I don't Drew McIntyre just won the title. I mean it would be shocking. It would be a shocking thing to do to see them put the title on Lashley. But yeah, um yeah, Drew McIntyre he's going to retained.
0: I hope to be presently surprised. I'm going to go out on the limit and go with Lashley. I think Lashley will win it with the help of MVP. And I think there will be a build-up to finally have Lashley and Lesnar at SummerSlam. That's my prediction.
1: I so hope so, man. I I really hope so. Logically speaking, man, it would make sense to do that. Because Drew McIntyre, man, I mean, even though his talent has been short, you know, you know it, it would have been a short title reign, and this is his first champion. I, I could clearly see WWE not giving up on him. I could see him having more title reigns after this. But with Bobby Lashley, man, this is like his biggest opportunity. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it would have been it would be best if they flip the script and make him shock everybody and win win the championship. Because in all actuality. They rush. They rush this feud. They should. They they should have waited until like around SummerSlam to do this this feud. And Drew, Bobby Lashley should be the guy to take the title off him once his once the, the his title reign ends. But since they they put the the title on him just so recently at WrestleMania, you know Drew McIntyre. If they do this, they they're bold and take the title off of him. This, you know. It's gonna be short. I mean, if it was anybody else who just won their first title reign, I'd be like, man, this is especially like Kofi Kingston. You know, you know that that's the only shot. That's the only shot of having the title or regaining the title. But Drew McIntyre, I think that the company believes in him. You know, he took his his game to a whole nother level. You know, even with this pandemic, you know, you could see the fans were were getting behind him. Even I was. Um, you know, supporting him. And I never thought that was humanly possible. I never liked his gimmick, you know, first time around. Or or even when he was a heel, you know, teaming over Baron Corbin. But, you know, that's a testament to him. But, yeah, I I think the smart thing for WWE to do is to shock everybody and make Bobby Lashley, you know, win, win his first title. I want believe me I want to say I want to say that WWE is you know, going to do something bold and do that but I can't mouth those words because WWE has let me down so many times they just do so many predictable stuff so yeah I'm a, I would love to, I hope I'm wrong I hope you're right cuz that's the best thing to do that's what b- would be best for business if I was the authority figure in WWE yeah. But
0: that's it'd not going to happen. It would be surprising, but it would be, I don't know, satisfying at the same time. You exactly. Know? W- waiting for him to finally win the WWE title after so many years.
1: hmm And then you have Drew McIntyre back at the chase again. Yeah. And you have Lashley, Lashley and MVP doing all these tactics to – to try to keep him away from the title, you know? I mean, and in perfect world, you have him face Brock Lesnar and make him beat Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar beating Lashley wouldn't be surprising. I mean, that's what you expect to happen, you know what I mean? But if Bobby Lashley defeats Brock Lesnar, his, his, you know, his... um his legendary, his legendary status to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? By him doing that, like Brock Lesnar defeating Undertaker. I mean, Brock Lesnar was going to be a hall of famer anyway, but him beating Undertaker, that's, that was, that's rarefied air. I mean, only Roman Reigns has done it at WrestleMania. Yeah. Other than him. So, yeah, that would have been that, that, that would have been a great idea to elevate Lashley. The perfect way to elevate Lashley, and I think Drew McIntyre still wouldn't be affected because they believe in him. And even though he doesn't have any fans in the audience, you could see he 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 got that connection just before the pandemic hit.
0: And He's a lot of you know a lot of fans were behind him.
1: Mhm. Even even I was behind him, and I was never a fan of his. So. But um, and then not to mention he defeated Brock Lesnar in five seconds. I mean, come on. I mean, oh, five yeah. minutes. So I mean, they definitely you are uh, you highly upset So best move is to put the title on Lashley. But realistically speaking, I think Drew McIntyre is going to keep winning all the way to WrestleMania, or so how they're building him up. But um, yeah, let's do that last but not least the greatest match of all time quite possibly the greatest pay-per-view of all time according to WWE it's the 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 great the singles match the greatest ever singles match between Edge and Randy Orton and of course like I was saying in the past this or maybe last week or two weeks ago or so this match should have happened at so so SummerSlam or Survivor Series. I mean, this is the song and dance. I'm basically saying like they they're rushing all these feuds too much. These these you know what I'm saying like this is what this match is all about. Edge is trying to prove that he still got it, even though he defeated Randy Orton in a 40 minute um, false count anywhere match. This is what this whole feud is about. I mean, this is reminiscent of Undertaker fighting Triple H that second year in a row because Triple H was criticizing him like, oh, you know, um, yeah, you 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 won the match, but, you know, you had to be carried out of the arena, so I won. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's like dumb logic. Like, <laughs> why are you feeling guilty because you won a match? They have a, a – there's nothing to prove. Edge won the match. A hard, yeah. a, a hardcore type match in a false count anywhere match. I mean, he, does, he literally didn't have to prove that he has a yeah, fight. In the last match. man standing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it. The last man standing match. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was like right because they had to count to ten. You're you're right. Yeah. Last man standing. Which obviously, I mean, you are false count anywhere, but yes, it was. You're all right. It is the last man standing match. But. Yeah, I mean, this that proves it. If he can fight a last match ending match, he can fight a regular match where there's no weapons and, and all the other stuff. But, but, hey, man, I mean, and then not to mention you're putting the pressure on Edge, who's who's in, this is, like, third match since the, um, you know, him coming out of, you know, I think, what, it was it spinal stenosis, you know, that kept him out of the wrestling ring for nine years, you know, after he competed in the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and then now he's competing again. But this time at Backlash, I mean, come on. You're putting too much pressure on this guy. Like, yeah. it's it, it, um,
0: They should have waited until SummerSlam with this also. Yeah. I, agree.
1: So I think it's going to be a good match. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good match. They're going to try to do the best they can. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Edge hasn't wrestled in nine years prior to Royal Rumble. And then Randy Orton, he hardly wrestles now anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, like, do I think it'll be a really good match? Yeah. But you're going to build the greatest match ever? I mean, that's so much pressure. And I was watching, uh, what was it, Um, backstage on on Tuesday. And basically, uh, Beth Phoenix, you know, of course, is um, Edge's wife. She was saying, like, he was watching a bunch of old-school matches, you know, to inspire him. And then of course on Raw, Christian confronted him, you know that he needs to step up his game because if he doesn't, Randy Orton's gonna defeat him. Um, trying to think what else happened on Raw, or SmackDown. Um, well,
0: well, you know Seth Rollins is trying to challenge um Ray Mysterio's son.
1: Right. And he and he was trying to force a retirement from from uh, Rey Mysterio.
0: Yeah,
1: He's feuded with Alistair Black, which I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to think what else what else happened. Um, what's happened on law? Oh yeah, the the um the Street Profits.
0: Oh yeah the
1: the the, the Catalan. Yeah, the the Catalan, which basically amounted to nothing because it was split five five, and they're yeah. still even at three three. So I guess oh, next week ridiculous. they're gonna next week they're gonna play they're gonna they're gonna battle each other in video games or or um I don't know slingshot who can <laughs> throw who could throw the who could throw sh- shoot the slingshot farther I don't know.
0: It's hilarious. <laughs>
1: It's funny, but it's getting out of hand, bro. Like, yeah, it is. It, it's crazy. I mean, it's really getting out of hand. I mean, like, wh- how, what is this? A best of uh, best out of one hundred? Like, how far are they gonna keep going? Yeah, it's like every week they're doing something <laughs> new. And then yeah, and then and then Monday, Monday night it was like it was like on steroids. Because so they had ten events.
0: <laughs>
1: like it was crazy. That should have been like the tiebreaker. I know, but yeah, they they purposely made it a, a ten event so it split even five five. <laughs> man, Street Profits should have won this whole this whole thing anyway. All this stuff is like for these for the for um these guys to win the other team to win it's like they're cheating, man. Like. Turkey oh, leg no. eating contests. Yeah, no, I'm about to say, the oh. turkey eating, yeah, I mean,
0: those dudes are big, they're big dudes, so, yeah. Sword fighting,
1: sword yeah. fighting.
0: Hey, hey, no, hey, black <laughs> dudes can't sword fight, man. I don't know they may swim, dude. Not gun shooting, yeah, black dudes are good for that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just but like this is I guess it's getting out of hand man. Well I
0: think the the tie the main tiebreaker will be a match.
1: Well yeah, I guess that that'll be the I guess that yeah, that has to be it to determine who's the best. But when is yeah. it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen at SummerSlam? Is it gonna happen at WrestleMania at this rate?
0: Maybe they might say SummerSlam, yeah.
1: Yeah, because this thing is gonna keep going forever. <laughs> Goodness, badminton. Did they play tennis already? Did they? I have no. I lost count. <laughs> and then there's always, this, and then there's these random girls like, I'm gonna let you go because you're cute. You not so much.
0: Not, they run that same
1: joke every episode. Every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Uh, let me see what else happened. Uh, NXT Nova Team Dream. He lost to um he lost to um Adam Cole. Baby, bay. that's what he says every time he enters the ring. In case bay you guys don't watch NXT? But anyway, um yeah he um Adam Cole is still the the longest reigning NXT champion of all time, and it looks like they're setting up a feud between him and Karen Cross. You know uh, Scarlett Bordeaux's uh, boyfriend with that whole gimmick, which he um, defeated Tommaso Ciampa in like in a squash match, and Tommaso Ciampa was one of the the OGs of NXT. So yeah, him losing Tommaso Ciampa losing to Karen Cross is not surprising, but the way he got squashed was was surprising to say the least. Um also um can't remember uh Johnny Gargano and his wife uh um Candice LeRae, they defeated uh Mia Yim and um the NXT uh North Division champion I mean North American champion um Keith Lee after basically um Gargano he basically sacrificed his own wife and got the pinfall you know the school. He he retains the um the TNA I mean the TNT championship against uh what was it? Well, how do you pronounce the guy's name? Mark Quay or something like that. I forgot how you pronounce the guy's name. Um, trying to think what else happened in that um. Aew.
0: I saw some of Aew, but not all of it. Just like the ending part.
1: Yeah, there looks like there's gonna be another. Uh, oh yeah, um, Jericho. He he. Um, not only did he defeat um, um, Orange Cassidy, but he beat him up with a with a bag with a bag full of bloody oranges. So bag of bloody oranges. Yeah. Because the guy's name is Orange Cassidy. So oh. he beat him to a bloody pulp with a <laughs> bag of oranges. So, yeah, he beat him up. And then at the end, um, the Inner Circle, Jericho's group, um, they attacked, um am trying to remember, um, I think it was the Elite they attacked again. I I'm might. I'm yeah, Matt Hardy was there again, too. He got attacked, too. But yeah, I'm trying to remember what else happened in, the, in there. Yeah, it escapes me for the moment. But yeah, any anything you'd like to say?
0: Um, well, just thanks for having me on my show as usual. On this show, as usual, and yeah, um, check out my show, IMAC. You know, check your local listings for that, and come 100. back here to check out Sports of Legend Saturday. 10 p.m. right? 11 p.m. 11
1: uh, p.m. Yes. You're the guy, man. Check out iMac. You know, Google it. Check your local listings where where that's at. And of course, check out Sports Urban Legend TV uh, on YouTube. Check that out. And of course, come back here next Saturday for all new episode of Sports Urban Legend. Every Saturday is at 11. So he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm of course William Mamo, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.